Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from our special guest. Hey, so I get to introduce our friends that are here visiting us today. And um, they are joining us from Sofia, Bulgaria. So how many guys know when Bulgarians are in the house, we're going to have fun? We're going to have fun. They have a saying in Bulgaria that um, we're not a, a people that are easily contained, right? That's the kind we need to hear. That's the kind of faith we need to have, you know? Um, these, they have had so much street credibility from pastoring underground churches um, to stewarding the Word of God to um, running with Georgian. And just over the years, they have been faithful, faithful servants of the Lord. And I am so excited to bring them here today for us to hear. Um, please welcome my friends Jaro and Mariana from Bulgaria. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a great privilege to be together. This is our second time in your church. Last year, uh, February, we were here, and uh, I, w- I have so much testimony to tell you what's happened when we came and met your pastors. And uh, just briefly, who we are more, uh, as with my wife next year, we're going to celebrate 40 years anniversary together. <laughs> we have two kids and four grandkids. And uh, Oops, do I do something wrong? And our mission and our kind of goal in the life is to lift Jesus up and increase his kingdom. And uh, we have so much favor, so much blessing from the Lord to establish churches not only in Bulgaria, but in countries around Bulgaria like Turkey, uh, Greece, Northern Macedonia. And we are so thankful to see how the kingdom of God is increasing and the name of Jesus being lifted up. Uh, do we have a chance to play? We brought small slideshow to show you a little bit uh, because last year you blessed us a lot with your giving. So we wanted to give you a small report what's happened with your giving. So we can play this. Thank you. this video you can see where generous giving go and how much your prayer avail also the many lives touched and changed we are so glad at this time for the opportunity to share the way you have been such a tremendous blessings for so many people in need especially the widows and orphans Jesus is being spread not only in Bulgaria, Greece and Turkey, but also North Macedonia. A number of widows' places for residing are being completely transformed from horrible misery to beautiful sweet homes. The care for orphans, feeding them, teaching them the Bible and sowing the love of Jesus in their hearts was made possible with the house that we bought with your love offering. Muslims are covered and accepted in his reckless love. It is a, such a great privilege to be able to give them hugs, rejoice with them, dance along with them, and play and pray together. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Without you, we are not able to reach all of them. But together we are able. Together we are writing his story. Wow. Well, why? with my wife, we decided to make this video to show you and why. Because last year, when we've met your pastors, God did something 
extreme to us. Are you ready to hear some testimony before I go to the Word of God? I don't know how long time I have it, and I don't want it to go so, uh, you know, we as a pastors can go so much. <laughs> but we need to allow our belly clock to tell us when it's time to over. <laughs> so last year, by our good and great friends, Georgian and Winnie, we've been connected through uh, Jay and Kelly. We don't know who are they, and we have a lunch here in... Uh, your city, New Brownfield, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard for me to pronounce. And uh, on that lunch, we are trying to build a relationship when we are, um, you know, sitting and eating. And as we are sharing the story, Kaylee brought something that, uh, I don't know how to say it, but change our thinking and make us to looking and searching. She says, is 4.15 meaning something to you, to us? We says, no, we don't know. But after we left the restaurant, these thoughts, these words, these prophetic speaking words are not give us a piece to search what's 4.15 mean. And we starting to read every chapter of the Bible, 4.15. Everything that is connected with 4.15. And I'm driving and I'm looking, is there 4.15 somewhere? You know? <laughs> and, and we are, from here, we drove to West Texas. Long story short, I'm trying to be shortest. My wife says, try to get quick because it's a long story. And when, when we are in uh, West Texas, uh, because it was an ice storm, if you remember last year, the ice storm, we are at the hotel, and they have this uh, a paper Bible, you know, with the paper, not like electronic Bible. So I says, okay, I'll find chapter, uh, page 415. So I'm open it, and 415 is stuck. Somebody eat pizzas, and... His hand was exact. So I says, that's the sign, you know. Pizza, spaghetti, you know, uh, new wine. And, and I'm trying to open it, and I read very carefully, but doesn't speak anything to me. And I says, Lord, what is this? And so I'm just briefly give you a pre-story. When we landed, we don't have any plan on that time because it was a pandemic and we were close, nobody were allowed to go anywhere, so we decided to come and have a little rest because we are so busy over there. So when we landed, and the family where we were in Rosenberg, Texas, they brought us in the prayer meetings, and the prayer meetings, people that we don't know, first time we're seeing, and one of the ladies starting to prophesy and says, shirts, you know. But usually you hear it and you think in a spiritual term. Then on the next day, we're going to visit a friend who is in Houston. And we don't know this host family. And when we're shaking the hands with them, the man, without knowing one another, he says, I see a suitcase with money coming to you. And I'm like, oh, now it's getting serious. <laughs> Last night, today. And then we have to get to another friend that we know one another. And this friend says, I see a suitcase with money coming to you without telling them what's happened here in Texas. So three confirmation. Now we have 4.15 and we don't know what's going on here. We're in the West Texas, stuck in the uh, ice storm, and then we're calling our family in Bulgaria because it's coming the time for we're flying back home. And we call our daughter and we says, is 4.15 meaning something to you? So we're starting to ask other people, you know, what's 4.15? And she says, easy, it's April 15. <laughs> so we're supposed to fly into February, and we are just receiving the same moment a message from airline company that our flight is canceled. So I'm starting to thinking, maybe we need to fly on 4.15. So I asked the the uh, airline companies, is there a flight for 415? They says, yes, would you like to, we booked you. So I says, yes. So we move our flight to 415, but still, what's this 415? So you saw 
these pictures, and you saw one of the pictures was about the house that needs to be bought for orphans and widows. We have a, a great challenge from the Lord to go in northern Macedonia. We live in this biblical area when you read the Bible, and actually first church in Europe where it started is Macedonia. So we, when we were in northern Macedonia, we start, start to preach Jesus amongst the Muslims. So now we have a great report. Uh, so many people converted and been a Christian. And we have a, a privilege every uh, Sunday to feed approximately around 100, 200 children. 200 children. But we don't have a space where to do it, so we're looking for a place. So we found this house, and we're trying to see how we should proceed, what we can do to buy this house. When we come to America, we don't want to speak to people about the projects. We don't want it to be like, uh, 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 you know, asking help us with the projects, which is, in one way, it's okay, one way, you got to share it. But we don't want it to. And then we went to, to Waco and speaking with people for 415. And after we speak, I'm trying to give you the very short speak to the, to the end of 415. So we move our flight to live on April 15. And the pastor of Waco Church hear that we are going to buy this building. I mean, it's a long story how he heard. We don't tell him. He says, why you don't tell me this? Because I says, if I tell you, you are going to raise funds to give it to us. They love us so much. So I don't want to share this with him. But he jumped it, and so he announced in the church, and they collect offering to help us to buy this building. So he says, can you able to come next Sunday before you fly? And we says, yes, we will come. We don't have anything to go. We are like gypsies, you know. We work with the gypsy. We are like gypsies. We don't have place to stay, so it will be good. We can stay there. And then, on the dead service, he doesn't invite me to preach. Just invite me for the service. So I says, "You're going to surprise me something." He says, "Yes." And then he started, and he says, "Please come in the front." And they brought a small child to carry a suitcase. Are you starting to get it? And he says, open it. Me and my wife are on the stage there, and we open it. It's an old, small suitcase, and inside is envelope with the check. $41,500. $415. So I'm just honoring the God who did it all of this. And because the prophetic words that was spoken by Kelly on the time of the lunch was really amazing story that we are going to tell to the end of our life. And now we bought this uh, place and we thank you. Thank you for all of your generosity and all of your love. Amen. Well, this morning I wanted to share with you a few thoughts from the Word of God. Uh, one of the thoughts is with what you're going to boast today. You know, we're giving testimony. Most of us is on the social media, and uh, it's the end of the summer, you know, and people been on the holidays. So in the internet, they put, we've been in this nice place, we eat this nice food, we have uh, this great stuff happen to us. But my First of my thoughts is with what we are going to boast. And I found something in the life of Apostle Paul. Paul says in the book of Galatians, let me open in English Bible because it's Bulgarian Bible. He says, my, may I never boast except in the cross of our Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So, I wanted to share these thoughts with you. We, as a Christian, we are so thankful and give glory for every testimony that God has in our life. But mostly, we need to testify 
and if there is a right word to say, boasting what he's done for us. Paul, I like it because I learned so much from him. Paul says, I don't want to know anything amongst you but Christ and him crucified. This is what us make us to be a family. We became brother and sister. This is my second time that I feel Jay and Kelly like really our family. And when we come here, my wife says, I feel so good here. It's kind of family. You know this song, we are family. (laughs) So we are family. And we became family because the love of God, what he did it for all of us. For the whole world. Christ Christ himself died for all of us. And he died on that wooden cross. And Paul says, if I boss with something, I cannot boss that I've been a great educated person. I finished many academy. That I've been a great Roman soldier. That I'm a Mer- uh, Roman citizen. <laughs> I can boast with the cross of Jesus Christ because this cross gives me a sense of my living and purpose while I'm alive. One of the favorite scriptures for me and my wife is that we need to understand what Jesus did it. It's because this is love that is God. You know, we as a human being try to love. God is love. He doesn't try. Do you understand this? So God wants to show his love. He came to this world with one purpose, to show his love. And through his love, we are safe. You know the golden scripture in the Bible. Those need to tell you. But how this happened, how he did it. I always give a very simple illustration. Even children can understand. Why Jesus came in the flesh? Why he need to be crucified? First of all, he came on the flesh to show this love. It's between man and God was a big distance. So God wants to hug the man. But because the sin cannot be able to happen. If God hugged the man, the man can die. So Jesus get a human being form. I'm always trying to illustrate, as I said earlier, this picture. God is like an elephant. We are like ant. An elephant. You know what's happened? <laughs> so God became like ant. So to kiss you, to hug you, to show you who he is and who he wants you to be. And I'm always challenged. When Paul says, I wanted to boast not with anything else, but with the cross of Jesus Christ. Do you ever ask yourself, why cross? Where is coming this cross? I like it. You have this cross. Why cross? If somebody think, why should die Jesus on the cross? Why that cowboy way? Or <laughs> what is the other side? Why cross? In the book of Revelation, it says that the lamb was slain before the foundation in the world. So God has this plan to show his love for us dying on the cross. Let me give you a small revelation that I got it. Are you ready for this? How many of you want to hear some small? It's a it's very thing. It's a pearls that we need to hold it and have it. Uh, when God created the first man, for example, he, what he did, it, uh, he created on his image. Am I, you know, the, the, you read the Bible? Good. Oh, uh, me too. But I wanted to encourage you to read the Bible. Not come Sunday, listen to the sermon, and then go home. Just chewing for yourself. Okay? So when God created the man, the Bible says he created in his, in God's image. 
And, and God starting to give the man a, a task. And he says, listen, I wanted to you name the animals. And Adam is like, oh, okay, God, let's try this. So can you imagine how many animals was exist before Adam was created? Maybe thousands, maybe, I don't know, millions how God created. So God bringing any kind of animals. Uh, Kelly, they have dogs. And it's coming one small creature. Bow, bow. And Adam is like, dog. And God says, yeah, you got it, man. You know, why God give it this to him? What was the purpose? When you create something, you have the rights to name it. We have our two children, and we are the ones that have rights to give their names. When you are born again, from who you are born, you receive your identity, and he gives you your name. We have a new name in the kingdom, because as you are born again, your name, the new name, is written on the book of life. And this is the most best reason you to rejoicing. So now we are seeing... God asking Adam to give the name of animals. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe already animals have their names. Now, Adam needs to get the mind of God. That was the first things. Adam needs to have the mind of God. Paul has the mind of God. He is boasting because he has the mind of God, knowing what is the main purpose of his living. Second things about this cross, God says to, uh, to Adam, it's not good for the man to be alone. I need a one man volunteer, young fellow. Are you? Okay. I'm not picking you, I just kind of. So nice to meet you, you're Adam. I'm God, okay. <laughs> so welcome in my world, Adam. How did you like the animals? Okay. It's not good for you to be alone. Can you think for a moment, God of creation, and says to Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. How is this possible? I, if I'm on Adam's place on that moment, I says, I don't need anything. You're there, Starbucks is there, it's okay. <laughs> I don't need anything. God says, no, 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 you don't understand. We still don't understand. This is the mystery. How the big God came in us and how we came in the big God. How this cross affecting our life. So God says to them, please, lay down. Can you do this? Thank you. Five-star hotel. No, it's many-star hotel because... <clears throat> and God says... The Bible says that God put him to sleep. <laughs> and then God started to do surgery. If you pay attention in the Bible... I'm illustrated because I know you remember when you see it. God did it something and took from his rib... Shaka. He took his rib and then I need another lady to come to help me, for example. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for a moment. It's an illustration, please. You still sleep? Uh, uh, just, just relax. Uh, uh, so God took this rib and shh, which is we don't understand how faith apply and work and fulfill it and create another creature yeah. that says it's not good for a man to be alone, which is to be all whole. So he create the woman. So he wake up. He look her. And says, who is she? Or who is this? <laughs> what is this? And God made the first institution, the marriage. He blessed them. Amen. And even says that they will be producing 
And even their connection, it's not American contract, it's a covenant. Will be so tight that they will get to one another and they will leave the home family and they will stay in one another in a covenant relationship with God. So why I'm bringing this picture? Because when Adam has the surgery, and the Bible says the first Adam became a living soul when God created. And the last Adam, which is Jesus, a, a life spirit. You follow me? So the first Adam, living soul, God pulled the rib. The rib in the Jewish language means selah. The most explanation that the Jew have for the words rib. Huh? Hebrew. It's hill. And wood. You follow me? Heal and wood. So what's happened? God brought from the hill and wood and create the woman. Woman became the bride and this is the groom. Dun, 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 dun. So you can go see that. <laughs> Thank you for the illustration. I hope they can remember it. So now coming to the point, starting to meditate it for century. Man did mistake, did the sin, and God gave the promise. The promise from the woman, from the seed that will take out of the woman, will come one that can destroy the head of the enemy. Woman, man with womb. And... Now we're starting to search more and more what's been healed, what's been wood. If you look, we are blessed to live in this century because we can be able and we have the Bibles. Praise the Lord. Even 30 years ago, 30 some years ago, we grew up on the ground church. We don't have ability to have the Bibles. Living under the communism and please don't let the communism come to your country. We are living testimony. This great idea, but utopia does not work, even if it's not in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, when God gives the talents, can give everybody equal. You follow me? So, when we live under the communism, there was no Bible, so we don't have a proper teaching. But today, we have Bibles, so we can compare and see the proper teaching. And we see through the whole Old Testament, the prophetic words that God spoke, how they are going to be fulfilled. With every single details. It's talking about Jesus, the coming Messiah who is going to die on the cross. It's coming how he is going to defeat the enemy on the hill. Do you remember when Goliath been de defeated? Huh? Goliath? Goliath? In Bulgarian, Goliath. Okay. Goliath. When David go and Kill him. Do you remember what he did? He cut his head. He yeah. carried the head, which was illustration that our enemy will be defeated and be on the display. The devil is defeated by Jesus Christ and he is on the display because the devil is under the feet of Jesus. And he carried, and do you remember when he buried the, 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 the head, the skull? It's a place that's called today uh, Calvary, Golgotha. The word Golgotha is coming, Gol Goliath, from the, exactly this battle that buried the enemy for Israel, for Jewish. And uh, this is where he buried the skull. And even today, they suggest this is the place in Jerusalem where Jesus publicly died to defeat our enemy so we can be uh, uh, victorious. Cross, cross, this wood represent the cross. I can say so much for the wood, but we don't have time. But let me tell you something. When Jesus was on that cross, do you remember what's happened? Hmm. Paul is boasting with this cross. But what are you going to see on that cross? Are you following me? Stretch a little bit. I think I'm sharing good things, and I hope you enjoy and take it. So 
listen, this is very important you, to get it. When Jesus was on that cross, the Bible says that the time, the day, get dark. You follow me? You remember this, this time? It's unusual for that moment on the day to getting dark. So when it's getting dark, I'm asking myself, why? You got to search for this small detail. Be like a Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> then our James Bond. Okay, American. I like this uh, action movie. Investigate it. It's getting dark. And Jesus was in the final moment of his life. Father, release him. Because Jesus accepts all the sin of the humanity. Fulfill all the law. Isaiah 53 speaking about what he did it on that cross for our benefit. And, and in, it, in that moment, the Bible says it's getting dark. It's not dark like the dark, but the sun cannot shine. So you cannot be, when the sun shining, you're not seeing what is in heaven. You follow me? Just give you. Something that can blow your mind, probably. <laughs> Be ready. Abraham was called righteous one. When? When God take him to the beach and ask him to look the stars and count it. And God says, I will bless you so much. This will be your generation that's coming from your womb. Abraham was old. His wife was buried. They cannot have children. And God brought him to see the stars. And Abraham looked and says, God is countless. God says, this is how much I will bless you. This will be your generation. And Bible says that Abraham believed. On the moment that everything looks impossible, he believed. And when he believed, Bible says that God called him righteous one. Just because he believed, not did it anything. Believe what God did it. What God said. Jesus is on that cross. He's struggling a lot. He can call thousands of angels or maybe two enough to destroy the whole world. But he's there. And the sign was, look at. And he looks you. The stars represent us. Jesus on the cross saw, what's your name? He saw Jonathan. He saw Marianne. He saw Kelly. He saw you. And he endorsed this cross. The Bible says he endorsed this cross for the joy that was set up. This is your joy. You are the joy of the Lord. He died for you. He doesn't die for anything else but die for you. Because he loves you. And now, why he died? Because he needs to restore a relationship back with the Father. Other way, the sin can separate us and we are dead. So he died. And it's coming to the beautiful point. On that cross, when he died, they need to prove that he is dead. Do you remember what they do to prove that he's dead? Help me. Where they spear him? Inside? Between his ribs. In the ribs. Uh-oh. First Adam, the rib. Jesus spear in the rib. When Jesus was spear, what the Bible says? When the woman delivered babies... Water and blood. That means when Adam sleep, it was a picture of Jesus who is going to be on the cross where you and me are going to be born. So when Paul boasting, he says, I understand why Jesus died for me. I wanted to boast with this cross because everything what this cross did it make a sense and give me a purpose to live.
and later you realize who you became. You became by faith what he did it. You don't try to do anything. By faith, you believe what he's done. You became child of that, but, but it's like a, a, a small spiritual um, points. First of all, you've been co-crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Uh, when I've been co-crucified, when you say, yes, I believe, like Abraham, You've been co-crucified with Christ. Why I should be co-crucified with Christ? Because my ugly, old, sinful nature cannot have ability to get straight with the Father. Because the sin separated. So I've been co-crucified with Christ. Not only co-crucified with Christ. Also, I get co-die with Christ. I die with Him. Why you... You know... The devil attacked us in the hour past. He always tried to remind what we've been. But remember, you're dead. I heard about Catherine Kuhlman. They speak about her. The things that happened before the cross. She says, I don't know this person. <laughs> She's, this person is dead. dead. Mortos. <laughs> so now... Are you excited? Yes. Hallelujah. I hope it will bless you. And, and you call that. So now you call buried with Christ. It's very important to understand. You've been called buried with Christ. If there is no death confirmation, it's not burial, there is no inheritance. So you've been called buried, Romans 6, 4. Consider yourself dead to Christ, uh, dead to the sin, and alive to God. Yes. Yes. So you've been also called buried, Colossians says, I don't have time to go through all those scriptures. Please investigate it. Find for yourself and enjoy. When you put cross here or here, know what this means. You know, my wife is, she is about crosses, you know. Our bedroom is like a museum. <laughs> but it's a, she liked it. Yeah. Let me tell you, one of the crosses is bigger than it's kind of yours in our bedroom. She found it very old in the 18th century. And she says, this, we need. So it's beautiful. We've been co-buried. And then the good part, we became co-resurrected with Christ. I've been co-crucified with Christ. And now, Paul says, I live the life with Christ by the faith that he gave it to me. So you're co-resurrected. What is the purpose you to be co-resurrected? To come to the church and hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And then you go and no, you're co-resurrected to rule and reign. The, boss, the Bible says you're co-servant with Jesus today. Amen. When you go somewhere, don't think you're going by yourself. Amen. Before Jesus went to the cross, can you come, sister? Can you come? Yeah. What's your name? Abigail. Abigail? You're Peter. No, just kind of a moment. So Jesus and Peter have a conversation for three years. How are you, Peter? Do you like it that I did this miracle, healing this man? What do you think? It's good? It's very good. Very good even. Not just good. It's very good. And uh, three years, Peter was totally dependable of Jesus. Not only Peter, but all the twelve. In one moment, Jesus says to the twelve and Peter, Hey, guys, I got to do something. I got to go to my father. Oh. <laughs> The right question. Why? We are so dependent of you. Where are you going? He says, it's better for you to I go. Because when I go, I will ask my father to give you the Holy Spirit. Amen. So still the question, why? It's good. We are so good with you. You're turning fish for a buffet table and bread, you know, multiply. You give us a lot of miracles. We don't want it to leave you. And God says, Peter, or told the 12, 
when I go to my Father, I'll ask and the Holy Spirit will come to you. And when he come, then I'm living not next to you, but I'm living in you. Thank you. So God is living in us through the cross. When you go somewhere, you are not alone. You are going with Jesus. So before you're starting to do some things that the world is tempted you, remember who is with you. Because the world and the devil always to try to attract you. The money, the eye, desire of the flesh. But remember who is with you. Jesus. Oh, yes, thank you. Your co-worker with Jesus. And the Bible says you're co-seated with him. Where? In Houston? Is this a heaven? <laughs> For us, Texas is heaven, kind of. <laughs> we love Texas. I mean, it's not America. <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> oh, I preached yesterday what kind of steak I eat. I mean, it's a beautiful location and churches and people. But you co-seated, you know, to come to, to America, we use plane. And when you from the plane, you know that it's different when you see the view. When you're co-seated in heaven, you're looking different. When you're down, the problems look so big. But when you go up, you hardly see the problems. They're there, but you hardly see them because you're in Christ. And let's starting to remind. My God will supply He's in us. If he's in us, he's bigger than everything in this world. So I just wanted to encourage you with this message, brother and sister. If we boss with something, let we boss with what he's done for us. Because this is the purpose and the meaning of our life. And when you're starting to speaking about this, supernaturally, the Holy Spirit starting to take care of and move in your life. We have a million not million, maybe thousands testimony. And I wanted to bring you the lately, the last one in July, the end of July, we have a group from Waco, Texas, the church that helped us. Uh, I mean, God blessed us to fulfill 415. And, and there was a group of them, and uh, they come on a mission trip. So we took them to Bulgaria and Northern Macedonia. When we are in Bulgaria, we're going to our gypsy neighborhood. We're going where it's hopeless people. That's our call. We go where people are lack of food. And the lately that we helped one lady, she was with amputated leg. She's a widow. And we rebuilt her room, destroyed and built the new house from nothing. I feel like Jesus says, I was hungry. You fed me. You know, the scripture. This is what we are doing. So now we take these people. And there are different testimonies, but I will bring in the, the one that shocked me. There was a girl around 20, 22, maybe like this. And her parents pay for her to come on the mission. She doesn't want it, but maybe they want to read of her. Kind of, I don't know what is the right word to say. And she doesn't want it, but they pay. So she says, they pay, then I can go. And she wants to enjoy the Europe, you know, the places. And then we... Yeah, we, tourism. It doesn't matter. You come for tourism, I know God will do something. <laughs> and, and then we are walking on the gypsy neighborhood. We live in Sofia. There is a big gypsy neighborhood. One of, there are many, but one of them is 70,000 people live in one small location. And there was a lady, many different needs, praying for different people. And lady, she is a blind. So these girls are, you know, they, she watch what others do. So she's lay hands and pray, and ask the lady, do you see? She says, no. But suddenly, what, this is her testimony. She remembered what Jesus did. It. So she found the ground mud. So she, she doesn't spell, you know. But she found the mud already, so she take it and put on the eyes of the lady. I mean, I, she, she probably here doesn't read the Bible. She hears this sermon. But her faith is, if Jesus did it, let me try it. This is encouragement for all of us. Amen. We should try it. Amen. 
<laughs> she put this uh, mud on the eye and God restored her seeing. <laughs> now this girl is totally different. She's tell everybody her testimony, probably so, impatiently waiting for the next mission trip. <laughs> we were with another young fellow uh, from other place, and there's a lady, um, she's very ill, and um, no, cannot walk. So they bring it out to fresh air in the front of the house. So we stay and trying to encourage with the words, but then we move into action, starting to pray. And so we, we are praying. And usually we praying with closed eyes. I starting to learn to pray with open eyes, <laughs> because we kind of na, 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 na. it's kind of concentrated. Do you understand what I mean? But sometimes you miss the miracle. <laughs> so we praying, and suddenly we were like interrupted with 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 big hair can this lady stand up and starting to move us and walk and move and we're like what's going on the other ladies that is in this home starting to cry and scream because she didn't walk so now she stand up and walk miracle was taking a place when we boasting with jesus miracle is going to take a place i'm like when you get a new car or you buy new things, new house, but mostly I'll be glad if you're boasting with what Christ did for us. Yeah. And remember, we need to be with open eyes to see it, what he has in this moment and this time for us. Yeah. It's our time. We remind in honoring people for 9-11. Last week, Europe, our we suffer from the war, you know, Ukraine and Russia. And last week, the queen died. Yeah. You hear about the, and so much articles about the queen, and she's a lady with respect. What about the article of the lady that anointed Jesus with an alabaster vessel? Amen. What about her? Jesus even says every place where gospel is going to be preached, it will be talking about her, what she's done for me. And there is a big revelation, and I don't have time to go for it. You can chewing about that. We don't know. Well, let's say it's Mary. No Mary Magdalene, the other Mary that went for resurrection day of Jesus. What about the Samaritan woman? We even doesn't know her name. She was a Kind of bad girl. Five men and the one that living is not her husband. But when we read the story of the Good Samaritan, it's coming for that village that this girl preached to this village. Oh, thank you for the queen. But you are here, prince and princess. Let's write a history that's make the difference in this world. America is being called to be a lit nation, and what's going in America affects the whole world. And if the church in America is strong, the whole world is going to be better. So I wanted to encourage you: look on the cross, sustain so there, and do what God called you to do, and let the world be different. Because you are writing a history, and you are seeing with your eyes what God has for us in these days. It's not a time to play the devil game. Vaccinated or not vaccinated. With mask, with not mask. It's time to worship him. It's time to glorify him. It's time to rejoice in him. Because our life is in him. Please. Continue to be the one who got Make you to be. And last things. Last things and I'm finished. You know, Pastor Jay has three finishes. Me too. <laughs> Especially to the young ones. Because when we get a little bit older, we're starting to realize. Young ones, young ones want to be uh, applied to this world. How they can affect. What is the mother? And I agree. You got to be walk faster with the, today to 
the things that are happening. We don't come today with the horses and rifles. We come with the cars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Still somebody of you come with rifles, okay. <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to tell you, especially the young ones, do not try to imitate anyone. You know, I make mistakes. I'm speaking from the mistake. When I became a preacher, I don't know how to preach. So how I should preach? Well, I was, because I don't know, I was trying to imitate somebody. I like uh, Benny Hinn. I don't know if you know this guy. Dear brother. <laughs> and I tried to imitate him. And believe me, miracle happened. But I was an unhappy person because it was not me. What Paul is boasting with the cross, he realized that he was a soul. Now he is a Paul and God converted him from the one who chasing and killing the Christian, the one who make the world upside down. And because of his obedience, Europe has the gospel. Yes. One man. With his team, you know, it was silent, Timothy. But he doesn't try to be somebody else. Even the other apostles are a little bit resistance. So what I wanted to tell you, be yourself. Do not try to imitate others. Be the one that God created you to be. Understand your identity and be the one that God created you to be. Amen? Did you get something this morning? Thank you, Father, that we have a purpose for our living. If we wanted to tell something to this world, that's who you are, what you've done for the humanity. We love you, Lord. Thank you that this love that we love has come through the Holy Spirit. And help us to we walk in the purpose and destiny that you have for our life. Specifically, Lord, as coming from abroad, I'm praying for this ministry, for the pastors and for the whole brother and sister. Let they fulfill the dream that you put in their heart. We hear about the desire to build and have a place. Maybe it's 450, 150, I don't know. You know better, but I'm asking you, Lord, you know how to bring the resources and everything what they needed to be. I'm praying for everyone that been this morning here. These seeds do not be stolen, but bringing fruit that can benefit himself and the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynd.com.